This is an Area Code podcast. We have to stay inside. Cable is way too high. It's cheap to look at ratchet books. Today we are doing a very special edition of the Hood Novel Book Club. Now you may rem- you may remember our last book was The Donor When Conception Meets Deception by Brother Dash. And instead of getting into um, the next half of the book that we're currently reading today, we are talking to the one and only Brother Dash. So everyone say hi to Brother Dash. <sighs> oh, we got sound effects. Love it. <laughs> hey, everybody. And also, of course, it's not just going to be me talking. I don't know if you guys remember, there was two of us reading that hey. book. Devin is also back. So, hey, Dev. What What's going on, y'all? Uh, first of all, do we just call you, like, bruh, brother, Mr. Dash? <laughs> whatever tickles your fancy you know whatever you want to refer to me as i'm fine with it uh most no most of my friends uh just call me dash okay okay most of your friends call you dash all right so i mean how are you first of all let's just like you know let's make sure we all doing okay mental health check how are you oh i mean we've had a lot to deal with this year yeah you know so uh all things uh all things taken into account with how crazy 2020 has been, you know, I'm doing okay. You know, unfortunately we, we had some personal tragedy as a result of COVID in my family. Oh, but, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. But, you know, unfortunately something that's, that's hit many of us this year. And then of course we had the, the election and, and what's happened after that. And so there's just been a lot to deal with, but, I'm doing okay, you know. It was, it was a definitely a bright spot in the year to listen to the two of you guys you know, <laughs> on the podcast, and and to finally put the face mm-hmm. to the voice. And uh, I know the listeners can't see it, but you know, Dev is definitely rocking the the, the throwback. <laughs> uh, yes. You know the, the kid throwback and kid and play. Let's 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 kick our toes together. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely loving that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes yeah we um i feel like our voices sound a lot better than what we look like i mean and as i'm talking to me, <laughs> but i'm just talking about me i'm just talking about hey. me i can't speak for everyone else but yeah the year has been crazy the year has been crazy shout out to all the aka's they've been ski wheating for days now um yeah. so it's been crazy so dash I swear I'm going to keep in my head. I'm saying brother dash, but then I have to put a pause and be like dash because we're not at church. That's weird. Um, so where where are you like located? Where are you in the United States of America? Or did you leave already? <laughs> no, well, hey, it, it depends on what happens. If, if you know, 
if we get into this banana republic situation that that number 45 it seems to be trying to to get into i might have to i might have to fly on out of here but uh for right now i'm i'm in new jersey i'm in the central part of new jersey i'm pretty much halfway between new york city and philadelphia so right right in between okay are you from that area or did you are you like recently from that area Relocated. So I'm originally from Brooklyn, which probably comes out in the novel because there's so many okay, references. Okay, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, and I've been in Jersey since uh, my uh, junior year of high school. And, you know, it's funny about the Brooklyn reference because when, uh, when the book was published and I got invited to a book club back in the ancient times when we could gather together <laughs> Long, long ago. Long, long time ago. In a <laughs> galaxy far, far away. <laughs> so I, I was at a, I was the featured author at this, um, you know, pretty popular book club in the area. And uh, one of the ladies, you know, said, said to me, said, you know, Brother Dash, we love the book, but I just want to let you know, we get it. You love Brooklyn. We get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got a different interpretation. I I didn't see it so much as you love Brooklyn, but I saw it as you hate the South. Man, can you tell us more? Can you tell us more of your beef? I love the South. My family, actually, some of the reference the references in the novel are actually my family references. So the fact that um, Savannah, Georgia, is is prominent. That's my family comes from that area on my on my uh, father's side. Um, there's a couple of references to like a family name. Uh, Ferriby is a name that's referenced in the book, and that's actually from my family. My oh, grandmother's really? name okay. is that. So I put put some of that. So I I love I love the South, but you know. I'm here for the heat. That's cool. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna light you up about the South, and I'm, I'm, I have. To, I, woo! I was so into that book, and then all of a sudden, that that man, that, that foghorn so, leghorn man, that was up, but so I was, funny. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Deb. Deb. Deb got my back. I love that chapter. That was hilarious. <laughs> uh, so, okay. what brought? Have you always been a writer, Dash? Like, or does, is this like a newfound thing? Like, how did we get on this journey of being an author? So, you know, I've always been a creative. So, uh, it started out with writing. Like, as a as a kid, I I used to like write my own comic books and fold oh. them up with like. Oh, cool loose leaf paper i don't even know do we still have loose leaf paper <laughs> i, I mean for me the only loose leaf paper i had is when i told what is what i tore when i tear out of my notebooks and okay. then wish i didn't tear it out yeah does that count yeah yeah that okay. counts that counts yeah so i used to make my own little comic books and have the stories in there and everything then i got into uh doing some, you know essays so not really fiction uh, and then I went into acting for a while. So I was oh, in wow. that okay. kind of world for a while, which is, you know, kind of how uh, Andrea references, you know, you know, when Chase doesn't want to do what Eugene wants him to do. And he's like, so Andrea is saying, well, you know, just, you know, be like an actor and, and uh, be someone else. And 
so that actually came from some of my acting training. I just kind of put that in there. Uh, but, but for most of my adult life, it was spoken word that I was doing a lot of. So I was, you know, one of those guys that was going to the different spots and doing the spoken word and, and, uh, it actually, it, it, and actually that's how brother dash came about because before I was doing poetry, I wasn't brother dash. It was just like my full name, Dasham K Brookins. And that's how I would always like market myself it's like my full name with the initial and everything don't you don't you dare forget the initial you know so when I got into poetry uh the brother dash part came about there there was um there was a guy who uh would introduce me and he would say, yeah, next next up to the stage, we got my brother Dash coming up. He will always say, my brother Dash, brother Dash, brother. And it people started to call me that, thinking that that was like yeah. the, the, yeah. the name to call me. And it just stuck. That's interesting that even in the poetry world, Black folks don't like to recognize the name that you tell them to call you. Because, <laughs> I, listen, I go by my full name. With acting and stand-up, I always say my full name, Rachel Allison Hall. And let me tell you something. These niggas don't listen. They pick up whatever name they feel like calling me. So that's that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so you can relate. You can relate. So that's oh, how that listen. came about. So that's what it's been. And then once I, I got kind of done creatively with doing poetry, that's when I started to get thinking about long-form writing, you know, again and and as you noted in one of your podcast episodes, how the book sounded like a web web series or a movie or something like that. Yeah. How initially that was the world I was going into. And then it kind of moved into into the book thing because I actually wanted the story to be out there and heard and not sitting on a shelf on some you know, want to be producers like chef, like, please, please produce my film. Please produce this. Mm-hmm. And it's just sitting there like for years. Yeah. I didn't want to go. Uh, I didn't want to go down that road. Like I wanted to have it out there figuring, Hey, if the book does well, that could, that could come about anyway. You know, that's yeah. they do it. And, you know, they pick up novels to turn into stuff. So inside dev, we getting some insight. Yeah. So the donor, which is what we read, is that that was the the first book or was is there a like a this is the very first brother day yeah uh, the donor was my debut novel that was the first time i wrote a novel uh my first time just going down that road of of writing a novel like initially so how it began is like initially it was going to be a web series so you're probably you might be like this because you're in like the comedy world and you like being able to kind of create your own thing have mm-hmm. control over it you know you can go to a comedy club get up on stage and do your thing like you don't need someone else to give you the right or to give you know to be able to to do your thing creatively you just need the yeah. comedy club owner to say yeah you can get on stage you know? right unless you're just gonna you know bogart your way on stage <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, sure you do no. That, right? I'm not an open micer sorry i only perform at the laugh factory <laughs> nah, don't don't no. be like that rachel everybody knows rachel is the kanye west of chicago comedy okay 
Okay. Well, this is a fact. The old Kanye, though, right? The old okay, Kanye. of course, of course. Not this new Kanye. 2015 and below. Okay. Right. <laughs> gotta make sure. Gotta make sure. You know, according to, to according to Devin, that's where all my references stop. My oldest oh, reference 100%. is 2015. Oh, okay. So that's where yours yours stop. Okay. So, um, so initially, I said, you know, let me do. I want to do this as like a web series. This way, I can get it out there. I can always put it up on YouTube. Man get some actors and it's not going to cost a ton of money to get it done. Plus I, you know, I looked at, you know, what Issa, you know, Issa Rae was doing and, you know, a lot of people found out about Issa from uh, Insecure, but I had known about Issa Rae from Awkward Black Girl Days. Yes. And and even before that, she actually had two other web series that she did for Mm -hmm. Awkward Black Girl. Awkward people, Black Girl was just the most successful one. That was exactly. Uh, yeah, that was the most I successful. So I saw that and I was like, you know, Issa Rae doing her thing with this Awkward Black Girl. And that was before her HBO deal. So yeah. I, was, I was just going off of she's rocking mad views and, and popularity with that. So I was like, you know what, let me do this web series. But then, you know, as I was kind of putting it together and sketching it out, you know, and everything. This is basically what, what the donor was going to be. You know, I'm looking at social media and I'm saying to myself, something that I'm noticing is what I'm not noticing. I don't see a lot of people sharing, you know, that they're watching web series. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people will share some stupid cat video on YouTube yeah. or the latest dance craze. They'll share that to their social media, but they're not sharing like web series. So mm-hmm. I'm like saying to myself, you know, I put up my marketing hat on, you know, I'm going to be using social media to really, you know, market what I'm doing. But if people aren't really watching web series, um, do, do I really want to put all that energy and effort into writing something and producing it and money that people aren't really going to? Yeah. You know, watch. And to this day, you look at your social media now. How many people? How many of your friends do you see posting? You know, some web series on on YouTube, but like a lot of it is like other stuff. Yeah. So I said, you know, let me let me think about this some more. And then that led to um, writing a book, writing a novel, and that was a great decision because that got shared a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so where did the story? for the donor come from yeah were you the donor is this based on real life <laughs> no no it's it's it, you it, do it, look kind of chase archibaldish it's it's not Ooh. although it's it's funny you say that um because there is a there is a, a recent story uh, regarding someone that i met who is eerily similar to vicky um really? <laughs> yeah yeah, eerily similar to Vicky. I'll, I'll get I'll get to that in a second. So how did how did it come out? So, you know, I kind of um, had like a theme in my head about people running from like their past, not dealing with their inner truths. Uh, you know, as a writer, uh, you you kind of have just themes maybe in your head about you know stories that. Uh, on a particular theme that might be interesting. So I sort of had this theme because I find that a lot of us, especially as we we get into, you know, the real part of adulthood, you know, after like your mid-20s, 
when you get into that now you're like a real 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 adult mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh we're we're dealing with baggage mm-hmm. or we should be dealing with it but we're not and so i've kind of always had that theme in my head and then i read this story in the new york times about this couple from from europe that flew to like thailand or something like that and they paid a farmer for the husband to be able to um have sex with the farmer's daughters to have this baby and then just go back to europe and i was like that's kind of weird where they do that exactly so i said you know that's that's pretty interesting And then maybe a month later, there was a story of this old, like, group from the 60s, I think. I think it might have been Crosby, Stills, and Nash or somebody like that. That was Um, a group from the late 60s, 70s. Exactly. So that um, group, I think there was someone in that group, like, it's the woman in the group, uh, wanted to have a baby, but she was a lesbian. Um, but she had a good friend, male friend, and they just made an agreement that he, she would sleep with him, get pregnant, they'd have the baby, but he didn't have to have anything to do with raising the child. This would be for the lesbian couple. And I thought that that was interesting. And so my imagination kind of took over from there. And I said, let me put these two things together. Uh, someone who's running from not dealing with you know, his, his shit from the past. And then maybe this whole want to have a baby thing, but the man don't need to stay in the picture. How can I kind of put those two together? Mm-hmm. And then that started the, the process of writing the donor. Um, not expected to come from the true story. <laughs> yeah. well, that's kind of like, what, what is that movie? The, how much, how much would it be for me to sleep with your wife? What is- Indecent proposal. Indecent proposal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's actually in my pitch deck for because uh, I I pitched it to an agent who turns novels into films, mm-hmm. and so you create this sort of pitch deck, which is kind of like a you know a very a very visual like PowerPoint. So not a lot of text, a lot of um, you know visuals, and one of the slides in the pitch deck was, uh, you know, this is similar to an indecent proposal. Nice. All right. So were the characters um, inspired by any particular people in here? Because I know, like, when I say if I write something, usually the lead character is pretty much inspired by me because why wouldn't I write myself a role? Um, (laughs) But, like, it has, like, some inspiration. There are certain things where I'm like, oh, this is very insert friend here so we're like were the characters inspired by people were they just 100 percent fantasy uh, man man was oh what <laughs> okay. okay that's the last person i thought you were going to say yeah me too me too yeah so one of one of my best friends from college uh may he rest in peace unfortunately he passed away last year but uh he, he great guy, real sweet. Like so, he's kind of the the opposite of like man man's maybe personality a little bit in, in in the novel. But he was six five, 
330, 340 pounds, just a towering, towering, towering figure, but a real, real sweet, you know, sweet guy. But so I based Man Man's like physicality on okay. on my friend from, from college. So yeah. Okay, he, so there's there's no real Eugene's. Um, no, no, there's not <laughs> a real, not a real Eugene. Most of that is kind of coming from my imagination, and also just one of the, I guess, one of the things you develop as a as a poet, and certainly you can certainly relate to this, Rachel, as a comedian, is that you observe a lot. You, know, mm-hmm. you see like what's going on in the world, you see what's going on in society, and you kind of channel that through your creativity. So with some of the characters, like some of the, like with, with Vicky, I guess I will, we'll get to this story. So with Vicky, uh, Vicky's thing was she's basically fetishized. Fe- is that how you say it? Fe- fetish? Fetish. You, Devin, you know I can't speak. How you say it? Fetish? Yeah, 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 Devin, how, how you say that? <laughs> How do you how do you turn fetish into a verb? Uh, <laughs> fetishize from the Latin fetor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, um, you know, Vicky has a fetish for for black men. Don't they all? But her fetish, yeah, she has a fetish for black men and 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 that whole thing. But her her real thing is she wanted a mixed child. Yeah. That's actually a real thing amongst a lot of white European women. What? And Vicky's fetish goes even further in that she wants a mixed race child. Like that's, and what I've discovered is that that's a big thing with a lot of white European women in particular, is that they want, yeah, they want these mixed children. And like recently I was in, you know, a, a coffee shop and there was a woman like the next seat over from me and she was having a conversation, I guess, with a friend of hers. And she apparently was Russian. I mean, she had a, you know, thick Russian accent, spoke perfect English, but very heavy, thick Russian accent. And she was talking to her friend about how she likes black men and that she's been dating, but she wants a mixed race child. And I was like, wow. I'm sitting next to Vicky, the real Vicky. Uh, you know. I don't know if she's really crazy behind doors. <laughs> she is. I don't know her, but she is. I can, I can feel it. But you know what? I think that's um, not even necessarily a European thing because as a black woman now, I typically don't get people talking to me as if they have some sense. So, but the, the ones that do, I've had this happen to me many a time in life where um uh a white man will just go hey i think you're very beautiful have you ever thought about having mixed children wow just come right out and say it yep it's a thing unfortunately that's 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 a that's gross but yeah so that that was um so that's that's some of the the real you knowness of it i think it's just that there are real issues and there are real people like the ones in the novel who are out there. I haven't met uh, a Eugene personally, but um, Eugene, would, I, I think, hope you never do. Ho- hopefully I never will. I would say Eugene might have been my favorite character as, 
as the author. He, he was he was one of mine. I'm not gonna lie. Eugene was a lot of fun. Oh, he definitely reminded me of one of the weasels from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. <laughs> a movie that I still watch, and Devin uh, apparently is just so young that he can't pick up any just, references that I said. Like never seen a new movie. I just don't. I've seen plenty of new movies, Devin. It's just <laughs> that one is a good one. <laughs> it is a it's a great movie. It's, I haven't seen it in decades but it's it's a good, good i had it on we're vhs the, the and then age. i recorded over it by accident because i was recording old episodes of uh teenage mutant ninja turtles so i had best of both worlds okay um okay so i i definitely want to ask sure. the south um in your book <laughs> In in the book, there you're you the the main character Chase. He goes down to meet Bam in prison, and there is a taxi driver, cab driver man. Yes. Who, if anyone, if you guys remember in the podcast, I just kept referring to as a slave. So, <laughs> what 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 is that? What? I was so into the book, and then all of a sudden, there was this yes or no, some man. And, and, I, and I, I hit you with something out of left field, and you were like, I was just like, I felt disrespected. I, I loved it. Who I was this man? Do people, what, do you know people who talk like that? <laughs> so, um, with that particular character, when I was young, Oh, I used to go, so I was, you know, still in Brooklyn. So every summer, like a lot of folks from the north, we would head down. We would call it down south every summer, you know, to visit, you know, relatives. And we stayed there, you know, the whole summer. And we loved it. We loved going, going down south, getting out of the city. And so when I was a kid, I do remember there was a guy and he used to wear this black netted shirt with nothing underneath like <laughs> he really did that like he he wore like this like a mesh a mesh t-shirt yeah like a mesh t-shirt like like almost like somebody like knitted it out of like yarn <laughs> and he he would put it on and i would just remember that he talked funny but i was a kid so it probably that's where it came from was like me referencing something from decades. A suppressed ago. memory from long, yeah, long <laughs> from a kid. And you know, who who knows how truly accurate those suppressed memories are, right? Um, you know, he was just a funny kind of character. But, you know, I totally, you know, respect and 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 get what you're saying, you know, about the uh about the character. So, you know, he wasn't your your cup of tea. I got, I got that. I get it. Um, but you know, he served his purpose and we move on. <laughs> it was the one glitch. It was the one glitch in a good, good book. <laughs> I got you. I got you. You you're it wasn't a glitch. You're just mad. <laughs> <laughs> Your feedback is is noted and it is accepted as valid. And I <laughs> I appreciate you and that's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, as you know, we love the book. And I have to say, yeah. like, and, and truly, thank you so much for even listening to us. Um, I know that having a bunch of comics read a book, I knew that was going to be a crazy idea in the first place because <laughs> let me tell you something about comics. Okay. These niggas don't read. They don't right. read. This is the okay. first book I read in years. <laughs> These niggas do not read. Um, <laughs> I have famously said for years, I'll read. When people hand me a book, I say, I don't know what that is. I don't know what letters are. I can't pronounce words. Um, so doing this podcast was a lot. And then reading your book was so good. So thank you so much for even yeah. listening and sending that feedback. I know I loved it. I know Devin. Lo- oh, I can't say I know Devin loved it. Devin can speak for himself. It was fire. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm definitely gonna. I'm trying to figure out what's uh, which one of your next ones I want to get into. Yeah. So tell us about like. So this was the first book. How many do you have? Do you have out on the shelves, the internet shelves, the shelf shelves now? So I've got three books out now. So you already know about the donor, which for your listeners, I'm showing the cover on Zoom. Highly recommend it. Okay. Then the next book that comes out that I came out with is called Sweet Mojo. Okay. Uh, She's giving me Diana Ross. She's giving me... uh, (laughs) I love it. The the subtitle is uh, uh, Sweet Mojo, A Bad Boy, A Bad Man, and One Bad Mama Jamma. Ow! She's a man. And there's a sequel to to that one. Uh, So Sweet Mojo is not in the the donor like... It's a different... It's a different totally, uh, universe. Totally different story. Now, it is in the same universe. So one of the oh, things okay. that I plan on doing with anything that I write is that it all, everything exists in the same universe, even if the stories and the characters are completely different and they don't really have anything to do with one another. So with Sweet Mojo, for example, there are some references. Well, a couple of characters from the donor actually kind of pop up is it tanaka no okay so a couple of characters do kind of pop up in sweet mojo i'm um, not necessarily as major characters and certainly not as a part of continuing the story of okay. chase and janae and, and the rest of that but i just wanted to you know kind of have everything take place in the same universe so that it's sort of like a nice little easter egg mm-hmm. for people um then it's also you know kind of like a loyalty thing like if you're going to keep rocking with me with mm-hmm. my stories then you kind of get rewarded with a little uh, like a couple of things that yeah. maybe you're in the know on sure that, that new readers aren't in the know on but you can say hey yeah. that was in the donor or that was a so it's it's a nice kind of thing, but with Sweet Mojo, um, basically the the blurb for Sweet Mojo is a a mysterious stranger stumbles into a secret town of mystical women. They get drunk off of his mojo, all all except for one. A queen knows a pawn when she sees one. Ooh. Yeah, oh, that's, that's the poetry. That's the poetry in you coming that's out. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> okay, spoken word. Okay. Yeah. So um, that is is a lot more into. Uh, so it has romance in it, but it's it, it has a lot of mystery. 
Okay. Yes, come on, Lovecraft Country season two. Yes. As as some of that, and it has a, a a little touch of the supernatural in there too. So. Okay. Ooh, okay. Devin, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to read Sweet Mojo. There we are in the sequel. Hell yeah! Oh, great. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so that's 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 kind of the deal. I I get some people who say they want a sequel to the donor, mm. and then I get some who say no, don't do, don't do a sequel, just leave it as it stands, as it is. So it's, it's really Can I be one of the people who say, please don't make, please don't write a sequel to this book. To the yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see where it could go. I understand the, the idea of like, oh, they want to see like, you know, do, do they get back together and stuff? I'm like, that's, right. that's, that's the yeah. normal one thing. You that's know what I mean? I feel like, I think it's good to leave that open-ended. Right. Oh, so, I don't know. I never wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. So were you like a big, reader of other like urban contemporary type books beforehand or is were you just like strictly the poetry and then this was like your first forte into this world yeah that's a great question you know it's really the latter because i wasn't into well number one i wasn't into really reading a lot of fiction Mm. when when you know i'm a reader but i like to read you know a lot of nonfiction. You know, that was, you know, kind of my my thing with reading. So I didn't read a lot of fiction and I wasn't that crazy about, you know, a lot of the, you know, urban street lit, you know, type stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, mainly because like some of some of what I had read, it just it just seemed to be poor writing, you know, you know, tell me about it. So it was hard for me to kind of get over that hump. So I kind of, I kind of went, yeah, from poetry to, you know, to the novels. And actually, the the donor, the 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 version that you have, is the much improved, you know, the donor. So when I first published the donor in 2016, it was like eighty five thousand words. Uh, the copy that you have that most of the world has is 59,000 words. So I was able to really cut down on a lot of, and that's basically from feedback. And this is probably good for like your, your listeners who are writers or aspiring writers, you know, you have to be open to feedback and Mm -hmm. open to constructive criticism because, and you have to get rid of your ego. That's why I, I love you know, you guys and your feedback. Like I, I wasn't bothered by anything that you guys said. I took everything in uh, because that's how you learn and how you grow, how you can be a better writer, a better comedian, a, a better actor. Like you have to be open to feedback. So yeah. when I first published the donor, the cover was different. So the the cover that you see that people love was because of feedback because I got feedback that people weren't really feeling the cover it was very it was kind of poetic it was like it was a purple cover and it had an apple on the front cover okay and um I think the trying to think I think it had a different tagline anyway it was basically meant to be like kind of a reference to like Adam and Eve almost like with the okay you know, a serpent that's gonna come and I mean it was very poetry kind of sure. it way way too deep 
you know, way too. Mm-hmm. So I changed that. Others that said that the book was a little too wordy, oh. you know, for them. Um, again, the original version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, the 85,000 word version. Yeah, the 85,000 words was a bit too wordy. Like, you don't need to describe um, how he smells or how he touches her with three paragraphs of that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we get it. He's he's supposed to be sexy. They're supposed to have a great relationship. And he smells good. Okay, we get it. <laughs> so I had to, yeah, I had to like, you know, kind of cut that down. But when I did that, when I made the changes, and this came from like a, a book club, you know, that, but here's oh, the thing. Okay. They loved the story. Mm-hmm. So all of the feedback that I got was that work on these details, but your story is fire. Like your story is dope. Like we we're into the story. We we love your dialogue. And so that was one thing that everyone says is that they love the dialogue, that it sounds like real people are talking. Um, mm-hmm. So keep that. And so when I made all of those changes, I came out with the donor again. And then that's when it got to bestseller status for its, you know, for for its category. And I have like three categories that it hit um, bestseller status on Amazon with. And that was after the changes, though. Right. Nice. Why you got to be open to feedback and understand that all it could do is make you better. And if people look, there's some feedback people are going to give you that's just hate, you know, right. Ignore that. But constructive criticism that's what made the donor and it's still my most successful so all three books are out the donor is still the top seller for me really okay yeah Yeah, the donor is still the top seller are you working on working on any new book now yes that's another great question so right now i have a couple of ideas in terms of what i want to put out next do I want to do another novel? If I do, I, I have a an idea. I've already kind of sketched out probably like three or four pages of this story. It would be a trilogy. And it's um, centered around like a dystopian future. Governments have fallen. Nations have fallen. Um, we're all, you know, kind of living almost like we're back in the 1800s. Uh, but behind the scenes is a very technologically advanced, you know, people uh, who are keeping the rest of us kind of dumbed down. And the world will be saved by a 13 year old black girl. So she'll, oh, oh. you know, she'll be the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And, and she kind of has some sort of like superpowers, if you will. You know, she she's. um you know, got so that she, black girl magic. I sort of tried to do a little Paul Mooney there, but I don't think I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's got that black girl magic. Yes. That's real. I've been rewatching the Chappelle show. That's, that's pretty, you know, pretty close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's one idea if I do a novel, but you know, I'm also kind of flirting with kind of your world a bit, you know, Rachel, with mm-hmm. maybe doing a podcast series, a fiction podcast series. 
Ooh. Ooh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's basically TV for your ears. Yeah. Yes. Verbal story, serialized verbal storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so. With, LeVar Burton, come on. Hey, hey. Uh, so if I go down that path, then it's, you know, <laughs> how would I do it? Would I do it as like just my me? as sort of like a, a narrator kind of thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, not make it like I'm just reading from a book, but, you know, it has some punch to it. Or, like, full-fledged, you hire, you know, voice actors, yeah. you, you know, mm-hmm. you get in the studio and you do the whole, the whole thing. So it's just a matter of, do I want to go down that path? Because if I do, if I do it just with me, that's, you know, a lot easier than, okay, a full production. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But that's still easier than doing a movie or, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, I still would be able to to get it out there. So those are the, that's what I'm trying to figure out next, Rachel. Do I want to do mm-hmm. this book or do I want to do the fiction podcast series? And or do I- you want to combine them and do both? <gasps> Ooh, look at, look at you. Look at you. What? Thinking, I, I like how you think. You you think big. <laughs> big could go home. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we'll Thank we'll see. We'll see. Nice, Devin. You got. I know you got something. You got. You want to ask your brother oh, and and blackness question? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, I think my only other question was like the the Andrea character. Yes. Well, the white devil. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I feel like I don't know if like you. Uh, I don't want to use the word villain, <laughs> but like she was, she wasn't uh, she wasn't the best. <laughs> was there anything that you were trying to convey with specifically? Well, I, I think with her, um, I wanted to. If you think about her, you think about her character. One, you know, Tanaka already gave you a foreboding yeah. that she's manipulative. You got to watch her, whatever. And even Bam, when <laughs> Chase went to see Bam and Chase is going through the story of how this all came about. And he's like, you know, Bam is like, you know, are you, tell, you tell me what, what, what happened here. Because I, 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 I know there's something going on. Yeah. Right. Bam's like banging on stuff and, and 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 everything. And so when Chase gets to the part of talking about um Andrea, or you can call her Andrea, that's fine. Um in my mind I call her Andrea. Andrea. Okay, well no, that's a good note. <laughs> good. So, I Andrea call her the there. white devil. <laughs> <laughs> or or that. <laughs> but when he gets to that part of the story. Bam stops him and says, hmm, you need to watch that one. So I I give a a lot of that. But she's not a pure villain, and you picked up on that, um, Devin, so that's that's really good. I give her a reason for her to be the way that she is with Chase. So she's manipulative anyway. Tanaka told you she's manipulative. When she goes through the story um, of the professor that you know, sexually harassed her and, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and she turns that situation to her benefit and which is how she got a lot of money. Um, 
you know, oh. you know, for that. So that's that's in there. So I give you that, but her her resale when you're when you're creating a villain, you can't if if you're a good writer, you can't make oh. a villain just <laughs> no shade. Shots fired. You can't make a villain just one hundred percent evil, bad, mm-hmm. like yeah. n- nothing. You can't do that. The villain's so, never a villain to the villain. Exactly. There has to be a rhyme to the reason, right? Sure. So, and, and something that everyone can kind of empathize with as a reader, even if you don't like her, you can feel for her because she was engaged to Chase. Mm-hmm. And so things, you know, didn't work out between the two of them. But then he goes and proposes to Janae in her house in her own Mm -hmm. house which is which is a blow to the gut for for andrea and Mm -hmm. so if you're already manipulative you then you could see her reasoning so with her yes she's a bad character but she's bad in a way that you can understand sure you know that was the you know kind of the deal you know with her um so yeah she was also a, a character that you know obviously you know as a writer i like all of my characters but then mm-hmm. there's some that kind of rise for you a rise bit up. Uh-huh. rise up for you you know as a bit tanaka i really liked you know was, Girl, tanaka. <laughs> one of one of my favorite characters so dj tanaka's in the building you know yeah. and see then, tanaka was the one that i thought you were gonna say is based off a real person that you honestly know. me too <laughs> oh, you know, thank, thank you, thank you for bringing that up and reminding me. Yes, mm-hmm. Tanaka is based on a real person. Oh, okay. Um, okay. When when I was in college, there was um, a Chinese American guy who I was real cool with, who was really into hip hop, mm-hmm. African American culture, history, very socially kind of kind of active. And it always kind of stuck with me. So as you notice, Tanaka is like that, right? He's a DJ, hip hop DJ. Mm -hmm. Um, He's into the culture or whatever. But he also has that social kind of activism side to him. And Mm -hmm. Rachel, you mentioned that he's he's like like a Spike Lee kind of kind of kind of character. Yes, (laughs) he's Mookie. He's yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 kind of like that. So yeah, you're 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 right, uh, Devin. So Tanaka is kind of based on a real character. I don't think right. anyone else really is. Not Bam. Not not Chase. Janae. Uh, there are aspects of Janae that are based on real people. The fact that she, ch- I have a really good friend of mine who changes her hairstyle like every two or three weeks. <laughs> so I kind of put that in with, with, and she always wears her hair natural. So mm-hmm. I, I put that in there. And I did little things with the donor, you know, making sure that I had women of different sizes. So mm-hmm. you have, for example, Dean Ganges, who's, you know, a little stubbier than, mm-hmm. than but she's the Dean at a college and right. he still dresses you know, sexy, and she still loves herself for who she is. I also made her, um, you know, a chocolate sister, you know, as well. So I give her some some power. So I have different 
sizes, different shades in there as well, because I think that's really important. Sweet Mojo has even more of that. So with Sweet Mojo, uh, which is a very, so, so women feature really prominently in Sweet Mojo, even though I do have a male protagonist, as you get more into that book, and then especially towards the end, women really rise up to kind of take over your focus. Mm-hmm. And then when you get into Sweet Mojo too, it's really, you know, a lot of um, female empowerment and, and, and that sort of thing. But with the donor, you know, I wanted to make sure I had that as well. I wanted to have successful Black people mm-hmm. um, in there you know, also. So, you know, I knew the genre I was kind of getting into, but I didn't want it to be like, you know, you have your typical, you, you know, like power, for, which I love power. Yeah. I love power. I love ghosts. I love all I love all of that. But I didn't want it to be just like that typical sure. kind of drug gangster type thing, uh-huh. which is yeah. cool, but I wanted something a little different. You yeah. know, power is uh, such a a show that um, I've never seen. So I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. well, yeah, oh, it's, yeah. It's an awesome show, but similar to Game of Thrones, the last season is trash. Yeah. But, oh! but, but it's also similar to Empire in, in, its, in its just way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. So Brother Dash, I got one last fun question for you. And I'm saying, because at the beginning, and we even mentioned it in the podcast how this felt like it was like a web series or something like that. And you said it was supposed to be. Right. That was like the first intention. <laughs> so in a perfect world where you have access to whoever you want, who are you casting in the donor, the show? <laughs> Ooh, very, very good. So in a perfect world, I would say... Chase is probably Amari Hardwick. Um, wow. Okay. You know, I would I would probably say that. And then um, let me think. Who else do we have? Um, oh, so for Andrea, I have. I would say. Did you guys see True Blood? HBO series True Blood. What I like about um, Daredevil? Yeah, I saw Daredevil. Okay, so for Andrea, I have as Daredevil, I have the the redhead. Oh, I see Daredevil. Okay, okay, okay. Really? Okay. From, from Daredevil, I kind of looked at at her for that. For Bam, actually, if did you guys see Fences? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, so Denzel's best friend, the light skinned man. Yes. Yes, the one that should have won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So I kind of think about either him as Bam, okay, or Jeffrey Wright. Okay, Ooh, I love me some Jeffrey Wright. I can see Jeffrey for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I have that, and then let me think for who would be Janae. Hmm. Who do I think would be? In my head, it was Taraji, but I, I, don't, I don't know. That's a good one. That, that, I also yeah. think Je- yeah, Janelle Monae's been doing some good acting lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, you know what? That would probably be a really good one, would be Janelle Monae. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, then she could provide a song for the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. she, 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 Janae's story. 
You certainly <laughs> could. So I think there's a lot of um, some a lot of really good actors to kind of choose from, uh, you know, for the donor. And yeah, I mean, it, it, we got to make sure we got a cameo. And okay, so Rachel, you could play you could play Chantel. How about that? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will take it. I will take it. I will take it. Absolutely, play Chantel. So <laughs> you you could do that. Uh, but but before we we go, I did want to alert you guys and your and your listeners that if you did want to get a little more kind of backstory into the process of of the donor, one of the things that I did that I recognized that you know I'm a black male writer. And I have, you know, some, I'm writing about something that, um, that centers on women as far as an issue in terms of like fertility, right? And, and wanting to have, you know, a, a kid. I'm going to have these female characters in there as well. I wanted to, to make sure that I didn't go down a road of like having like stereotypes of women or, or uh-huh. having what I think as a black man, a woman thinks or what a woman would do. So I tried to do some, so I did some research on it. So if you guys want to see kind of the results of uh, the survey. Um, yes. Think, yes. Yeah. So, 100%. So, if, uh, so when I was writing the, the donor, um, I did a survey. I had 114 women who responded to the survey and mm-hmm. it was promoted on like my different social media platforms. And I asked them 12 questions. Six of the questions were around intimacy because I knew I was going to have like some romance in there. Mm -hmm. And then the other six questions were around having a baby, but without the man kind of sticking in the picture. Mm -hmm. And then they get kind of the results. So what one of the things was so remember, we talked about right in the beginning of of our interview now where you kind of have these kind of two themes, right? One is like Chase running away from his past, not dealing with his stuff. And then the other part really is around these women who want to have, you know, a baby, right? But they don't want to go to a fertility clinic for for whatever reason. So I asked questions around that. And one of the things was the, we have, there's such a pull for women to, to have children in our society, right? And I asked women a question. So do you believe basically, so here's the question. Um, I believe that motherhood and womanhood are tied together. If a woman never experiences what it is like to be a mother, then her womanhood is lacking, right? That's the statement. How many of you agree with that? Do you mostly agree, mostly disagree, disagree? Now, most women disagreed with that statement. So 43% said, no, she's not lacking, right? 43%. One of those people. Okay. 11% agreed. 15% mostly agreed. So that shows you that there's something there, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Let's, let's, you know, get, get deeper. Um, one of the, so here's a question. One of the themes of the donor revolves around this idea of a man who is paid by women to impregnate impregnate them naturally, right? Have sex with them. 
Think about why a woman would or would not want to do this and then share your thoughts below. So in that question, it was like free form. You get to just mm -hmm. say, yeah. why would a woman want to do that? And I put up a graphic with whoever, the, so the respondents who responded with this phrase or these sort of phrases, the text would be bigger than, you know, smaller. So the one that was the biggest as to why a woman would want to do that is the number one reason is she said, I would know the man as opposed to it being anonymous. Apparently that's a, a really big deal, you know, that they want to know. Um, the second one was it feels more natural. The third one was it was less cold. Like it wasn't like, like a cold, like transaction. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of emotion, you know, um, around that. Um, so anyone who wants to see kind of more about like those, those, uh, you know, questions, a lot of women seem to understand why a woman would want to do that. So, um, wow. one, and I don't know if Rachel, if you would agree with this or not, but one of the most telling ones was, was this one. Okay. You do not have the option of pregnancy with a significant other. Okay. I'm, I'm taking that option off the table, okay. but you want to have a child for whatever reason, biological clock. You just want to be a mother. You got family pressure, whatever the case is, you want to have a child but you don't have a significant other. Now, if I give you a choice, an anonymous sperm donor at a fertility clinic, or you actually spend the night with a man and you get pregnant, if those are your choices, which one would you choose? Sperm donor. Okay. But also, I'm a different type of person because I'm a huge believer that you can just go pick up a kid from the store. Like, I don't know why we have to physically be around each other when I can just go adopt one that's like, already knows how to pee in a toilet. <laughs> well, you would be a part. <laughs> you would be a part of the 39% who said fertility clinic. Wow. 61% said no. You want to sleep with somebody? I mean, wow. 61% said that. That's wow. Whoa. Wow. Um, okay. and it's so bad. that, so, so th that's why, like when I was writing the book, I wanted to make sure mm -hmm. that I had some foundation for whether or not this whole idea is even conceivable. Right. Yeah, exactly. So and also like, shout out to you for even doing that because I feel yeah, like most great. authors would be like, I asked my other, my other cousin and you know her sister <laughs> and she said and that's why i wrote the book <laughs> so shout out to you for doing some research for real yeah. <laughs> and, and and so the then thank you for that and so the so remember i said six questions were around the, uh -huh. the, the that part but the other six questions were around intimacy so you know, I as a man, right, we know maybe what we like and what we enjoy doing and with, you know, this way, that way, blah, 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 blah. But what about with, with women? And one of the most telling questions, you know, uh, that all men have gotten this one wrong. So on a, on a scale of one to five, 
Wait, Devin, you answer the question because he said every man got okay. every man gets so okay. On a scale of one to five, one to five, I'm asking women this. What do you find most sexually arousing in a man? One would be extremely, two would be, you know, just arousing, three would be somewhat, four not that arousing at all, and then five is it's just not arousing. So I give them choices. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you have to put a number by these choices. And then I rank them for what came in number one, what came in number two. So here are your choices, right? In terms of what you find most arousing to that ain't no whop on that one, right? Okay. So here are your choices. A man's intellect, a man's confidence, his fatherhood qualities, the sound of his voice, taking charge in bed. His words, does he, you know, he has gift to gab, does he say nice things? Um, His muscular or athletic build. His feelings, is he emotionally vulnerable? Does he show me his feelings? The size of his penis or his ability, his wealth, his ability to provide. So those are like your 10 choices. Mm -hmm. And then I rank them according to the respondents what came in tops and what came in like at the bottom. Okay. So think about it again, intellect, confidence, fatherhood, sound of his voice, takes charge in bed, gift of gab, muscular athletic build, emotionally vulnerable, size of his penis, wealth, ability to provide. What do you think came in kind of at the top? Devin. Oh, okay. Well, ask Devin first, because I've told you, you know, men tend to get it wrong. What do you think? I'm going to say confidence. Okay. Rachel? (laughs) Uh, Okay. Again, y'all know I'm a different type of person. So if we're talking about (laughs) things that are the most arousing, like, let's just be real. The thing that you are attracted to first is not your mind or your confidence, because I can't see it. It is your physical body. So I'm going to say it is what you are, how you are physically built. That is the first thing I can see. Then you open your mouth. Then I can tell confidence, which I think is high up there. And then intellect, which would be like another thing that's high up there. But you, that requires me, that requires you to open your mouth. If you don't open your mouth, all I can do is see your physical body. So I'm going to say physical body first. Okay. So Devin, you're interesting, but most men did not say that. Really? Yeah, Devin is very most, interesting. Most men said his wealth <laughs> oh, or, really? the, or the size of his penis. Okay. Um, and then number three was athletic build in terms of what men say most arouses women. Most women said number one um that, that came in, his intellect. They're lying. What? They're 100% lying. Number two was his confidence. Okay. So that's why, Devin, you're a little interesting because you kind of hit that yeah. one on, on the head. Number three was fatherhood qualities. Num- number four was the sound of his voice. Sound of voice is very high up there. I will say this because, you know, as, as a single human being, 
I have to deal with the swipes. And if I decide to talk to you, if I decide to get your number, I always say, if you don't physically talk to me, this is never going to work. Because if your voice is trash, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. I'm surprised that men thought uh, the amount of money well, you make is high. I'm like, I've known many a broke person. <laughs> well, that lets me know, and that makes me wonder what kind of women are they going after that the first thing that they always have to think about is, okay, does she think I'm rich enough for her? That's interesting. I would never have thought interesting. intellect would have been first, though. It is. It's interesting. I'll send you guys the link because there were other questions. There was questions yeah. around, you know, the the intimacy part um as as well as no Rachel comment on some of that uh but the so there's 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 part so with that one that question I asked I asked women kind of like what was their like sexual fantasy okay you know what would and give me as much detail as possible and it was in an anonymous survey yeah but they could feel they can wild out put everything that they want in there and um it was very illuminating like the stuff that came back and I kind of grouped it into, okay, these sexual fantasies are kind of like this phrase. These sexual fantasies would fall under this phrase. So what was interesting was number one, in terms of the fantasies that people gave, and there were like dozens of fantasies that can remember. There's 114 responses. And I'd say half of the women did actually type up their sexual fantasy and sent it. They were like, nope. we've been waiting on this chapter one. First. <laughs> <laughs> so and this maybe will help to explain to you, Rachel, why some of the things, uh, some of the romantic stuff. Like the huffing on pussies. That. I'm sorry. Like the huffing on pussies. Uh, maybe not that part. Uh, huffing <laughs> <hot> <laughs> So, number one, but not by a lot, like number one by like two percentage points, um, was he romances me. So women, they love the romance. They love the wine, the dialogue. I had so many stories about um, we're on a beach and there's candlelight on the beach and 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 the, the waves are in the background and the wind and uh, all of that stuff. <laughs> I would have I would have thought like the top fantasy would be something more taboo. The, well, yeah. well, here we go. This is why I told you. It's very close. What was not and the, the waves are in the background and the wind and uh, all of that stuff. <laughs> I would have I would have thought like the top fantasy would be something more taboo. Well, well, here we go. This is why I told you. It's very close. What was number two is that fantasies that fell under I like it rough. That was number two. So number one was romance, but then right behind it was "Mm, let's get busy. Right. Number so two that, was I open the door, he slams me up against the wall. He throws <laughs> okay. Uh, number three was uh, well, in the top five was public sex. Okay. Wow. That's where I got the. That's how. That's how I kind of wrote that scene when they're in that restaurant. Yeah. Um. You know, kind of sex restaurant. 
<laughs> yes. So it, it was there. So there was a lot. It was very interesting. Um, spontaneity was was big. Um, being in an exotic location um, was another big one. Um, and I'm trying to see what else is was big. Another big one. He dominates me. So again, it's like the sweet romantic kind of thing is there but then also the okay now we're getting down to business yeah is there as well so i found that you kind of have both of those that were there so i kind of tried to put some of that in there instead of me just putting in what i like or what i think or what right you know as as a man so i'll send you the link and you can kind of take a look at all of the Response. I will gladly read what is on these women's yeah. minds. Well, this, this is super very interesting. interesting. Wow. Well, brother Dash, Dash, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> this has been such a good interview. So before we go, I just, I mean, thank you so much for listening, for dealing with Devin and I's craziness. Um, I'm probably the more crazy of the two you see Devin's chill and with his hair all tall and shit so <laughs> well see that's the visual is the, like Devin has this visual that he's the wild and crazy guy no. <laughs> exactly you're the more conservative one you know and your hair is opposite <laughs> yeah it's like it's just like the, the the opposite I'm I'm, I'm I'm telling you I'm waiting for Devin to, 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 to bust out the house party you know uh, you too. You know. Devin's so <laughs> Devin's so just chill. Yeah. I'm the one that you don't know what's gonna come out of my mouth. And to be honest with you, I don't either. So we're all in the same <laughs> confused boat. Well that's, <laughs> hey, that's what makes you you and him him and where can people um find your literature if they want to go purchase um uh, Sweet Mojo and and the the sequel to that one. So, go to Amazon. Type in Brother Dash Sweet Mojo, Brother Dash the Donor. It'll pop up, or Author Brother Dash, and all of them will pop up. So just go to Amazon um, for that. If you're gonna read all three books, and hopefully you will, start with the Donor. And then go to Sweet Mojo One, and then Sweet Mojo Two. Because if you go in that order, you'll get a nice, nice couple of surprises pop in, and you'll be like, "Oh, I remember that from the donor." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just do that, and um, you know. And where are you on social media? Can so people, everybody needs they follow us up. Where can we get uh, social media? All things at Brother Dash. So. Instagram at Brother Dash, Facebook, just type in Brother Dash if people still do Facebook. Uh, and yeah, like, who does that, right? Uh, <laughs> and then on the Twitters at Brother Dash. And then my website, of course, brotherdash.com. Hello, brotherdash.com. Yes. Thank you so much, Brother Dash. This has been amazing. I can't wait to read Sweet Mojo because honestly, Devin, we read in Sweet Mojo. I don't know when. Oh, 100%. 100%. 
you guys, thanks so much for listening. Remember the next, uh, the next few chat, the, I'm sorry, the conclusion of our current book, Ashes, Ashes, that's the side checks will be next week. So Devin is already singing its praises. So we'll see you guys <laughs> next week uh, for that one. So bye. This is an area code podcast.